I think fear is a really positive thing. Um, I think like within life and, and like sort of like what we do now as like a as humans, it's like something's dangerous. You put red tape around it, you don't go near it, and and you almost like teach everyone to do that. And I think that's really bad. And I and what I like to do is like. You know, you, you see something that's dangerous and you put red tape around it and then you challenge it. And I'm not saying that's like in a, like a, a crazy sort of like, you know, like you're going to get hurt. It's just like you understand it, you you see it, you appreciate it, you 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 respect it, but you challenge it and it's great. And and, and then the reward from that is amazing because cause, cause it's so easy to go, I don't like that, that's scary. I'm not doing it. Hi, and welcome or welcome back to the Mindset and Performance Podcast. I'm Dries, a Mindset and Performance Coach. I help athletes and young professionals with their career development. We work on a wide range of areas from training to nutrition, but focus essentially on the mindset as it is the key to everything else. The whole idea behind this podcast is to deconstruct the habits that led people to their success, to learn from their experience and understand the psychology behind their actions and behavior, and of course, to know what kind of mindsets they have. Hi guys, thank you for joining this conversation. Always stoked to have you here uh, with me. So today's conversation is with Andrew Cotton. Andrew Curran is a big wave rider. He's a charger. So Andrew lately had a couple of injuries and I came across his profile on my LinkedIn when I saw him posting something about uh, uh, the mental game and the mindset and how, how tough it was for him to be off the game for, for a couple of weeks, uh, actually months. So a couple of years ago, he had an injury in the back and now recently he has an injury in the knee and uh, he's, off, he's off water for some time at least. So I invited him to this conversation to talk about his experience and but also to get to know who he is and how he started and, and, and understand a little more about his transition, transition from being a plumber to becoming a, a super athlete with uh, Red Bull. So stay tuned um, and uh, uh, connect here because we're going to hear a lot of interesting stories on how he did his shift in career and how he wanted to quit the 9 to 5 job for so long but because of um, different conditions he couldn't do it easily in the beginning we will talk also about his training techniques and his breathing um, uh, it's very interesting for, for, for us to understand how it works and his, uh, his philosophy uh, uh, around f- fear and uh, challenging the things that are not usually easy to challenge okay so I'll leave you to it hey how are you Andrew Hey mate, how's it going? All right. I'm good. Good. Thank you. Um, how are you recovering? Um, <laughs> well, from, from the back injury. So, so just over a year ago, obviously, I like, I, like which a lot of people have already probably seen. So I, like, I obviously broke my back. Um, uh, it's actually quite a positive experience for me. The back, the, the back injury. Um, I ended up returning back to sport like back to where I wanted to be within like a year um and 
I was sort of on a on a really good path for about three three months, and then I've just I've just actually just recently um, injured my knee. So so, so like it's like um, you know like anything you know like it, I suppose it's like yeah, I suppose that sport and you know like you just never know you can't predict the, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, and and I was feeling probably the strongest and the most positive I've ever felt. Um, and I, f- I felt I've got a really good path, and then obviously the knee injury. So, and how are you coping so, with that so far? Um, like it's you know it's it's, it's one of those things, you know. Like I, th- I think um, that like physically, you know, like like I, I've been really really fortunate. Like I work with Red Bull very closely, and they they very they're really good with they get you you know like to, to put you in touch with the access to the best people and knowing what i should do um mentally like it's kind of hard like i think it was probably like the worst time do, do, I, I don't know like when you're coming back from an injury and then to have another injury it's kind of hard so so like mentally it's been it's been tougher than the actual back break um but you know like you're coming through that like i already like i have my goals already and I'm sort of setting my path, um, but yeah, it's never. It's, yeah, those things aren't easy. Yeah, your words about mental strength is what caught my attention when I came across your post on uh, LinkedIn, and what you have said there ringed the bell for me. And then I was very curious to know. There was a question that was is burning in the back of my head since then. Like, how do you cope with it? Like, what do you what do you specifically use? Uh, if you have a process, for example, or are you keeping yourself busy with something? How, how do, you, do you do you deal with it mentally? I believe physically you do have therapists and doctors and and I mean you know it's tangible. You can touch it like uh, tools and and practices and everything. But how about the mental side? Um. Well, it's kind of interesting, really, because it, it is very it's, it's easily written and, and said, but it's it's hard to actually apply. Um, apply, and uh, with the with so like, I can go back to my my back break, like so a year ago, like I was injured, I was lying on the beach, and I was already like surfing the next wave. I was already focused, like it wasn't like I didn't really care what anyone was going to say. I was going to return. I was going to come back stronger. Um, and the, 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 the things that I, which really helped me was, um, focusing on what I could do and not what I couldn't. So, so like I had really menial, boring rehab tasks. Yeah. But if you get into those tasks, they're the best. But if you, if you're constantly thinking, Oh, I want to surf, I want to be doing this. I want to be doing that. I'm thinking about, surfing that wave it takes you away from, from what you need to do now mm-hmm. and 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 that was the thing you know like, I, I got really like like i got into my rehab and, and i loved it and i loved i loved like trans apps and i loved my boring <laughs> rehab stuff which isn't fun you know like that's not but i i had to like i had to throw myself into that to get through it because if I was like sat looking at my phone, thinking about what I was missing, what I was, you know, the words I want to surf, you know, and you, then you ponder, can you do it again? And then all these doubts come into your head. That was unhealthy. Mm-hmm. 
And how did that so, period last? Um, well, it's not. It was nine months. You know, like nine um, months. Yeah. You all, all these things would always come up. You know, like you know, like like I'm in, I'm in like I suppose what you'd call extreme sport, um, where like you know there's a high risk of injury or death. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like you know, like um, so so you kind of like ask yourself. But and, and my question to myself was, why am I doing this? You know, like, w w why, like, why am I doing this? Am I doing it for ego, for, you know, to be someone that I'm not? Or and then, but the second that I actually was back in the sea, in in that situation, like all all the questions were answered for me, and it's like, no, fuck, I love it. You no, know, I just. That's why I'm doing it. I love it. That's the question then, I ask myself. You know, you know, like, okay, right. This is why I'm doing it. I love it. It's, you know, and then I felt I was very much on the right path. You know, like and and understanding, you know, you know, and why you go through the highs and the lows. You know. Yeah, it makes sense. That's the question. The question you, you just said now, like why I'm doing this, this is what I ask myself sometimes when I find myself in a lineup with huge waves and I'm shitting my pants. Why am I doing this? Why should I even yeah, be it, here? <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 it doesn't even have to be about surfing. It can be about, you know, whatever. Like, it, it, But it's just like why you put yourself through... Um, the tough times, I suppose. And and that and those are the tough times when like you're doing the rehab or the training or like you're pushing yourself to, you know, the maximum in a gym or in a pool or whatever. And it's like, fuck, why am I doing this? You know, like, like is, and I think if you're doing like, and when you ask yourself that question and, and it is, you know, like, Yeah, the reply is like, okay, right, well, actually, I don't even like it. It's, you know, I'm doing it because I feel I have to or because mm. I get paid to do it or because it's ego. <laughs> they're, the right, they're the wrong answers, you know, like, you're like, fuck, like, For sure. you know, I'm, I, I might as well be doing do a nine-to-five. Do you ever get the answer? Do you ever reflect on it, like I don't know, write it down, or just have it in mind? Like, if if I ask you today, like, why why do you do what do you do? Would you be able to articulate it quick? Yeah, because I love it. You know, I think I think um, you know maybe you know six months ago, or you know what when I was in that period of recovery from my back. If you said, "Oh, why are you doing this?" I might have said, "I don't know," and I might have said, "Okay." Because you know, like you come, you come so far away from doing the sport or doing the activity, you can question it. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you know, the last time you did it, you injured yourself. You know, like so, you're like, why am I doing this? You know. But then returning, the, the second, the second I returned to sport, or, or I was in the sea and the waves were big, and it was like, like it was like just hit me. You know, like like this is it. I love it. This yeah. is, you know, like whether I'm catching the biggest wave of the day or I'm just being in that there, it's like, it's about, like, it's the most alive I, I feel. And then it puts all the year of rehab into perspective. It's like, okay, well, well that's, that's what I'm doing. You know, that like, makes total sense, yeah. Yeah, it makes total sense for me. Like, yeah, mm. it's fine. I can do that. So how do you introduce yourself to people when they ask you, what do you do? People that doesn't know you, of course. 
Um, I've always sort of struggled with that. I, I kind of always like um, say I'm a, a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> you still you know, say like, that until now, you mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's, I, I feel kind of embarrassed that 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 surfing's um, the what I do is profession. Uh huh. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I suppose I, you know, like when you turn love and a passion into a job. Um, and something like surfing, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is it is it a career? I don't know. I I sort of kind of ask myself that all the time. You know, like I'd like to pull on that one at some point uh, on how did you make that transition. But before before to 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 go through that, um, you know, when, I've been following your work for a while and uh, looking at what you do and what you write about in your videos and everything. I mean, to, for me, from 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 the outside, I would say, uh, it looked like you are wearing a hat of an entrepreneur, not only a surfer or a plumber. You're an entrepreneur. You're public speaking, you're doing uh, retreats, you, you, you're doing events, and you're an athlete, of course. <laughs> so um, yeah, do you well, think people see you that way as well? I don't know. You know, like, I, I, like I, I'm just aware that I'm, I'm, like, I'm trying to make it happen. And, and you can't, you know, like, like, I think, that you know, like, to sit back and go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a professional surfer and not do anything, I think is... is silly for me you know like 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 you know i love training you know i love i love speaking i love like motivating people like i think and and if you like like doing that then then you know i think you just got to go out and do it and and that's part of being an athlete mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah it totally you know, makes like, sense mm-hmm. like like i think i think like like i've, I've seen like coming from you know like i came into professional stuff from, i suppose like very late um and How i saw old? uh well i turned professional like 34 mm-hmm. um and so like i i saw the rise and fall of of loads of professional surfers who just tried to surf mm-hmm. you know because you know like like <laughs> like who's going to pay you just to surf you know like like what are you actually trying to do, you know, like you trying to do, you know, some, some guys go the contest route, some guys, you know, I don't know, it's, you know, like it's just, you, you're never really going to make a living out of that. Um, so I just, you know, I just was keen when I had that opportunity, <coughs> you know, to, to give up the, the, you know, I suppose like the nine to five or, you know, the plumbing job or whatever, I was like, okay, well, these are things that I want to do. You know, like, I want to, I want to train, and 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 to, to be honest, like the speaking thing was never, it was never on the list. But then I had an opportunity to do, to do one, and then I realised how much how good it was, and how fun how fun it was. And and for me, like after what did it mean that, to you like, to do it? Well, it, it was for, for me like so i got asked to do a ted talk a ted youth talk actually back and up until then i'd never done a talk and and i and i and i didn't want to do it i was like okay like i like i was really i had a bad experience not a bad experience at school but like like i can remember like speaking in front of the class in school and 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 it was always like i was always wrong or it was always you know, like it was a negative experience 
you know, public speaking or speaking in front of people was a negative experience for me. And and I was like, fuck, like I don't want to do it. And and they talked me into it, and they said they'd coach me, and it turned that experience into like almost. It was like for, for me, it was like surfing a, a, a big wave, but because it's like the fear, like the fear, the anxiety, facing it, and then doing it. Are you so parallels? And then, and then afterwards, it's like, whoa, that, like, that was a buzz. Like, that was great because I really, really didn't want to do that. And I did it and I feel good. And that, and that feeling, it like, you know, that feeling afterwards, it's like, it's like that's a good feeling. And, and then I, I, you know, I got into it and I was like, whoa, it's kind of like, I suppose it's, a, it's another way of challenging fear. You know, like, so some people are natural, you know, like, I've got mates that are school teachers and, they are amazing in front of people and that would be like second nature to them, you know, like easy. But for me, it was like a real thing. You know, like, I was like, well, like, is, is that where you tough. get your kick from? Do you get it from, from that um, exposing yourself <clears throat> to danger and I, having fear? Yeah, I think so. I think, huh. you know, like I, I think fear is a really positive thing. Um, I think like within life and, and like sort of like what we do now as like uh as humans it's like something's dangerous you put red tape around it you don't go near it and and you almost like teach everyone to do that and i think that's really bad and i and what i like to do is like you know you, you see something that's dangerous and you put red tape around it and then you challenge it and i'm not saying that's like in it like a a crazy sort of like you know like you're gonna get hurt It's just like you understand it, you you see it, you appreciate it, you 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 respect it, but you challenge it, and it's great. And 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 then the reward from that is amazing, because 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 it's so easy to go, I don't like that, that's scary, I'm not doing it. And and, and that's what a lot, of, I think that's what a lot of people do, like with the kids, you know, like, oh, you didn't like that, don't do it then, you know, like and and I always like, like I've, got, I've got two young children and. and I like to sort of, you know, it's like I, I coach them into sort of like, you know, challenging those fears because cause that's part of, you know, your development. I was just yeah, going like, to ask you about that, actually. I was just going to ask you about how will that be reflected on your on your kids and would you be overprotective or actually letting them being exposed to uh, somehow danger uh, well, no, and, and scary think, situations? Yeah. You know, like obviously there's limits, there's limits, you know. Um, but within, I think, yeah, you have to expose them to fear and you let them challenge them naturally. You don't push them into it, obviously, but you, like, you encourage them. I, I encourage like my kids to take risks. Great you know, risk, like, great reward. Yeah, yeah, and because you know, like. It's like, okay, right. And, and when I say that, like, I'm not saying like stupid risks where they're going to actually get hurt, but like, you know, like, okay, the three meter diving board at the local pool, yeah, you know, no matter what, they jump off, it's going to be fine. All right. But do you, do you go to that, enter the edge of the diving board and you go, and they go, oh, I'm too scared. I'm not going to do it. And you go, okay, yeah, no worries. Don't do it. I don't think you should do it. Or do you go, no, do it. You know, Yeah, you, know, you, you encourage them 
to jump off the diving board because you know, like, you know, and you know the second they jump off it, they'll love it and they want to do it again. And, and, and that's like surfing a big wave. And they're like, yeah, of course you're, there's fear, there's you know, those things. But the second you do it, you're like, whoa, like, this is amazing. Like, I want to do it again. You know, I want a bigger life, you know? And, 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 that, and, and that to me has been my whole life process of like, because I came naturally into big wave surfing was just like, I was like, yeah, you just love it. You know, like you, you, I've always wanted to get bigger. I've never hit a ceiling, you know, with, with like, I've always challenged the fear, done it. And then like, wow, like I want more. <laughs> yeah, like. And have this been a part of 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 who you are uh, since 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 the beginning, or like did you discover uh, this side of yours um, <coughs> in a later stage? Like, how was your childhood, for example, or teenage time? Were you attracted to this kind of, uh, let's say, danger or, or, or f- fear-driven actions? I don't think I was attracted to danger. I think like my parents were kind of um, like. But I got sort of forced into well, not forced, but I had really bad asthma when I was a kid, and um, like the I think the doctor at the time was saying that you know like try and get him swimming. It's really good to, for 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 the breathing. Um, so I sort of was pushed into swimming at a young age, and then. Just, just for, for my health reasons, and then, um, and then everything in the water was just um, a sort of natural progression of like, like fear, but I just felt comfortable, you know, like, um, and I went from doing like swimming, got bored of that, did like surf life saving, got bored of that, and then my surfing, and then I started surfing, and then. And then it just sort of, it, like I was never like, um, like the, a natural, talented contest surfer, you know, like, but, but um, the big wave stuff, I, like it was never, it wasn't a career option. It was just like something I loved, and then, you know, yeah, and and, and that uh, and that's so that's what I just pursued because it was just, yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know? So how did you do with the, the, that career uh, change, right? that, that shift from uh, on direction? What, what really happened? So, so there was like three stages. So I, I, I was working full-time as, as a, a plumber. I, I, I was barely surfing. Um, and then the, I, I was earning really good money. And, and I was like, I suppose I was fulfilling like my parents' dream. Well, not my parents' dream, but like, the like I, I was fulfilling a dream that wasn't mine because I was I was earning good money and it was like and I always thought like the key to, to happiness was cash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was like and then when I was in that situation and like it wasn't only like millions of pounds, but I was like it was the first time I was ever like had money that I realized that I was happier skin no money and surfing rather than like working six days a week surfing on my day off if the waves were good um 
in the winter, like hard barely surfing like for months on end. And I was like, like I I am the most miserable person in the world. And, and I, I can I just couldn't I couldn't continue like that. And I was like, I was like, shit, like, am I gonna be doing this till I'm retired, 65, 70? And I was like, so I started working out the years. I was like, shit, this is 40 years of being miserable. You know, like, I can't do it. So I was just like, okay, well, I like surfing big waves. I, I would rather quit my job and, you know, get on that route. Was and, there and anybody that's... that influenced that decision, helped you? Like somebody, I don't know, inspired or um, did um, mentorship? No, not really. You know, like I think um, I sort of focused in Ireland, and I worked out that um, that I could uh, be a lifeguard in for the RNLI, which is like the the lifeguard service in the UK, and um, I could they could train me. I could work on the beach. It was all the things that I liked, and I could get paid for it. So that was a good option for me. And the season was from March to October. Um, so I could work on the beach, get paid and train. And they, they do obviously life saving skills. They try to jet ski, all those sort of things I wanted to, to learn. So I, I got a job for the, for the lifeguard service. And then obviously the, the, the big wave season in the Atlantic is from October through to March. So, um, that from those months, I would base myself at home, um, and I was doing um, plumbing, but freelance. So like I was just like doing days for for, for companies here and there, uh, and then I chased Yeah, freelancing. Yeah, and then mm. and then chasing swells. And 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 that was good because so that worked for me. And you know, like I, I was just focusing on Ireland, which was cheap to get to. Um, uh, you actually, you know, the waves are really big. It's quiet, um, and so so I was earning like a quite a good living, and I was f- like f- flexible enough to to go at the last minute because like I was freelancing. So yeah, you're choosing your own hours and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, like, uh-huh. you know, and, and it worked. And and um, so I did that for a couple of years. I, I got some really good experience, and then. And then I sort of like bumped into or somehow got in contact with Garrett McNamara. And that's when things sort of stepped up. 2012, um, right? Uh, it's 2010. Uh-huh. Um, I, I ended up turning him, him into the world record wave in 2012. That's when that, like, it went from like, okay, that it, it just opened my mind to what was possible. He's kind of an inspiring guy and... and and seeing him work and seeing him surf, and then it, it inspired me to like what I wanted to do. And then, and then, then it, all, it like you, you kind of like have to make that um, jump because, like, it was going from my oh yeah, I'm a lifeguard and I'm a plumber to just actually like saying I'm a professional surfer and this is how I'm going to make my money and I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to do retreats. I'm going to do talks. I'm going to do. I'm going to surf massive waves. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how you get paid. You know, like because I think you choose your own destiny at that point. You know, like 
Or are you a lifeguard and you're a plumber? And then you just, just do that, you know? That's that's interesting. That's that's where I want to, would like us to go, if you don't mind. Like, what 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 shifted there in the mind in the mind side? Like, I believe also in the physical side. Like, training was different and um, commitment was different in the in, in the workouts and and preparation and everything. But about the mind, what were you saying to yourself at that at that point? Like, I, I, I'm full on going for it, or was it like let's give it a try and see where it goes? Or no, I don't, I, I, I don't think you can do. You know, like because I was testing it for years. You know, like you know that sort of um, lifeguarding, plumbing, surfing. You know, I've been doing that cycle for eight years, and um, and then. It, But it's that commitment, you know, like, and you just go, actually, it's not beneficial to me to work a nine to five on the beach from March. I think I was getting like a few commitments. I think I was getting, because um, a few commitments and then you, you, your job, my job, like the, the lifeguard service were like, oh, we don't want you to do this and you can't do that. And it's actually like, actually you, you guys are holding me back now like my job was holding me back and and that and you either like go okay I, I'll, I'll i'll sack off my my goals and i'll do the job or you know actually like although the the, the security of this job is great and i love it and i love my job but you're holding me back you know <laughs> so I've got to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was like a ball and chain. It, mm. it's, it's like a ball and chain, you know, like, and, and that, that ball and chain can be any job or anything. And it's like, you know, fuck that. Like, get rid of it. Like, it's holding me back. Like, it's like, I, I, like this is what I want to do. But like, having to speak to my supervisor and him going, oh, sorry, Andrew, we can't give you next Friday off because, you know, and it's like, well, actually, Like this is, it's a you know it's a nine to five job you know like, like I, I like I knew that I was capable of that job and really good at that job, and if my boss is trying to hold me back or not to work with me, like yeah, get rid of it you know like okay yeah see you later guys right and that that was it and and do you know what it was probably the best thing I ever did was like go yeah do you know what forget it you know. Like I don't, I don't, you know, because then, then you get hungry. I was like, right, okay, right. So then I was like, right, I've got to make this surfing work, you know. And how and, was it perceived by your family or, or close people, oh, friends? They, they were like, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, like, like you, you've one, you've quit." Like, like my parents were like, I can remember like my parents were like again, um, like, like when I was at younger okay what well, you need you know like my dad was very much into me getting a trade because he was like okay well you need a trade because then you, you're you're employable <laughs> for life i think he was worried that i'd just go through life surfing not you know so then you do you do the trade you get a job and and i think everyone looks at those things i think people judge it on 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 income maybe You know, oh, you're successful. You, you know, you, you've got a job. You're earning on the suit. Yeah, thirty grand, forty grand yeah. a year. Yeah. Um, oh, that's successful. What well done? You know, like, and 
so w- when I quit my job, my parents were like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you, like that's a job for life. Well, how did you convince them? I, well, I didn't convince them, I just did it. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> they're like, you know, like, they're like, that's just, you, you're, you're insane. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, I've, I've, I've done it, I've got the trade, you know, like, I can get back to it. And they're like, yeah, but that's, because, I, like, I, you know, I, I live um, in the southwest of the UK. It's like a town, village, like, good jobs. There's not many good jobs, you know. Like, like, so when you get a good job, like, that earns a bit of cash, it's like, you know, it's, you kind of want to hold on to it, I suppose. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, fuck, you know. And, and I'm curious, was there any, is there any uh, skills that you had from your previous from from plumbing or from your previous career that you employed into this career right now? Any kind of skills, mental skills, or anything? I think just work ethic, you know. Like mm-hmm. I think um, not being afraid to, to like, you know, like I I, I took on jobs. Um, Again, it's the same, same thing, you know, like um, you take on jobs which are scary, you know, like, and so that can be like technical. So like I'm looking at like a plumbing job and someone says, oh, I need to plumb my house um, or, you know, do, do this job. And you look at it and you're like, shit, like, that's a big job. I'm I'm quite scared of it, you know. And mm-hmm. at that point, you, you take that decision. Do you do it or do you not? Like, yes, I'm frightened of this job, yeah, because it's technical, it's a lot of work, but, you know, and yeah, oh, okay, f- fuck it. Like, because you could easily, on any job, go, no, nah, sorry, or, oh, no, I can't do it, but I'll bring in my mate who's more experienced and he can do it and then I'll work for him and then he t- gets the reward but and I, you know, like, I have less risk, but I get employed. You know, or do you go? Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do it, and I'll, I'll employ someone else and to help me, and you just dive into it. And I mm. think, I think that's, you know, that's just work ethic, isn't it? You know, like, do, do you want to do that? It doesn't matter what it is, and that's the point. You know, like, is it a plumbing job? Is it a lifeguarding job? Is it a desk job? <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. But are you prepared to, to go? To, to take that risk and go out or are you prepared or do you just want to go oh no 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 I'll get my mate to do that he can take the risk and then I'll sit behind him you know and see, and this like, is very interesting because because um, you know there's a lot of people like you I have been there also at some point where I wasn't happy doing what I what I was doing before uh, doing my career change and shift and you know you're scared people are are, are, are not necessarily supportive telling you what you do and everything but also um, you don't know that what you have been doing all that time you can employ it in the next stage you Oftentimes, say to yourself that this is, I don't have the skills maybe for it and everything. And then you hesitate, hesitate, hesitate to a point, till a point where it's like, I can't do that anymore and do, undo that change. So it's very interesting. I think people would be, um, when listen to this conversation, they will learn from it a lot. Yeah, it, it's funny because um, I, 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 like, and, and this, so, so you know, I, I did it with my plumbing. 
and like I took on jobs which I wasn't skilled for, yeah, or or it was too much, but I did it and I pulled it off. And and when Garrett McNamara called me up, he 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 emailed me in 2010 and said, "Can you drive a jet ski?" And do you know what? I fucking liked it. I said, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Like, and, and do you know what? I was shit and I was petrified and I was like way so not experienced at driving a jet ski <laughs> in a beach break. Do you know what I mean? But mm. like if I said, no, no, sorry, I'm not very good. I don't have any experience. He'd have gone, okay, no worries. I'll, I'll look for someone else. Mm. Yeah. But you recognize that opportunity. And, and if, if you, if you see that, like, so that's the opportunity there. Yeah. So, so some, someone that I respect and I, I'm like thinking, you know, this is one of my heroes or someone I've read about all my life has just emailed me and said, can you drive a jet ski in the beach break? I want you to come to, to a place called Nazare. Uh, it's really gnarly. It's really dangerous. But I'm looking for a jet ski driver. All I want you to do is safety. Yeah. And did you do it before? Have you ever done it before or was it the first time? No. Uh, oh, wow. well, no, I've driven, I, I driven a jet ski, uh-huh. and I, I, I had experience in big waves. But would I call myself experienced? No. no. Am I that good? Probably not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Did you tell him? Like, <laughs> no, no, of course not. <laughs> but, but am I willing to learn? Am I willing to? Am I willing to risk that? Sure. Yes, of course. Because hmm. this is an opportunity, and I was like. Fuck yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll come down. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Like, like I'm your man. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll try you out. And and I went there, and I sh- I was over my head, as in like like out of my depth and experience. And but I was like, I went with an open mind. I was willing to learn, and I pulled it off. And, and Garrett was like. And I think he realised that he think he was like, okay, right, well. This guy's not the best guy, but but you know he's willing to learn. And I, and, I, and I was gonna and I, 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 then I went back and sort of said, um, I think if I went into that situation thinking, yeah, I'm the man for the job, I'm the best in the business, and you're not willing to learn, then it wouldn't have worked. Because I think you always have to be willing to take on criticism. And information, like you're always learning. Doesn't matter like where you are in your profession or what you're doing, is is that it's like information and experience is continuous. Hmm. Correct. So, so, so you, you know, so so if I, if I'd gone into that situation thinking, like I went into it thinking, right, right, I'm a bank canvas and I'm a sponge and I'll will take everything on. But Garrett tells me, and I did, and it worked out. But he he tr- he tried to work with a couple other people before me that were more established in the surf industry and and surfers, and it didn't work because they 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 had their they they had their ways, and they weren't willing to to learn and or be bend flexible mm. and be flexible, and because because there's like. You know what, what we're doing. You know, like, there's no right or wrong way. You know, mm. you you can't. And if you say, "Oh yeah, my way is the right way; it's the only way," then you're gonna fail. You know, <laughs> like, like you have to be like open to everything. 
and it's continuous. So that even now, like, so like, I, you know, I've had like years and years of experience um, of driving jet skis. It's continuous. Like a month again, oh no, no, this is how I do it. And that's it. I'm like, okay, you know, and you, new people come in and they and they bring new things and you're no way, like that's better, that's worse, that's great, that's, that's bad. <laughs> like you have to be like I you know, like continuous because otherwise you don't you don't I don't develop as a as a person or or a, a athlete or whatever you you know you wanna call yourself. <laughs> like Speaking of development and uh, level of achievement that you reached uh, today, um, how, how satisfied are you from your level of uh, achievement and accomplishment? And if you got to put a number on it, um, like one ten being super satisfied and one not being satisfied at all, where would you place yourself? Um, I'm not satisfied at all. At all? Yeah. So that's no. a two or three? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, but, but then I think that continues for me like it, i think if i ever hit a 10 or like an eight or nine then that'd be time for me to retire you know like or or to to walk away from it um i've i've never had what i feel like a good wave i always like look at my surfing and think that either i could be deeper or you, you know what I mean? There's never been like a, a, a like I've never had that that point, I suppose. Or I don't know how you just to sort of I don't know. Like, are if, you if uh, very critical on yourself? How is your self talk? Is it um, very negative? Being tough on yourself? Um, I th- no, I don't think I talk nice. I think you know, like I'm quite critical of myself, and um, I think. I think the, the those those traits, you know, like those sort of things, like 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 I I kind of hate like I hate my surfing sometimes, and I hate uh, not maybe hate's a bit harsh, but like I'm so critical that like but that's kind of pushes me to go to, the, to keep going because I, th- I think that's like I, I I struggled so hard to get here. And I'm not happy just to settle, you know, like, oh, with mediocre, you know, and like, I'm not happy with mediocre, like, 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 I, I now, like, now I've, mm, now I've made this effort and this, all these, you know, the hardships to, to, to be somewhere, like, yeah, you want to achieve. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to be happy until I, till I achieve. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like pointless because then you don't leave, like, you don't leave anything you don't leave a legacy or anything to remember by or you're just like oh yeah that was that guy he was all right he he was a you know do you have a specific objective that you want to hit that you want to that you're aiming for um i just like i think that they they change um like like i had this thing like about surfing that the biggest wave ever and a world record and then i realized that um i was focusing so much on that that it became it wasn't enjoyable and um also it was in the hands because surfing's in that in that realm where like it's not actual fact it's that how do you measure a wave 
Yeah, like if if Tim Hemman does a serve, right, in tennis, right, there's fact, you know, a speed or whatever, because they can measure it. In fact, it's fact. Like you can't argue. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. there's fact. Um, and the thing with surfing, and at the minute, with big waves, is like, it's opinion. What about with the size? Sense. Isn't it like measurable yeah. and quite accurate? Yeah, but that's no, it's opinion. A, mm. a, a, a wave can look um, or be up to, and, and, and this is fact, yeah. A wave can look, depending on the camera angle, can be 30% bigger or 30% smaller. 30. 30%. Wow. So when you're looking at like a, a 60 foot wave, It can be 30, depending on the angle of the photographer, it could be 30% bigger or 30% smaller. Because if if your goal is to satisfy someone's opinion, like you might, that's that's, (laughs) that's not a good goal, is it? Because it's like, it's driven not on like, it's it's how they feel. Or like, so someone's judging my wave. Yeah. Is this a good wave or is this not? So if my goal was that, then, then I think. So I ha- like I scrapped that. You know, I scrapped something. I scrapped that idea, and I was like, okay, well, that is that. Obviously, that is a goal, and that is there. It's underlying, because of course you want a world record or you want to surf the biggest wave ever or whatever. But my my goal was to enjoy every big swell. So how do you know that he did a he did a good job? Let's say, if it's not about the price, if, if, if it's not about uh, if, if, the if size. I come out of water, yeah. If I if I come out of the water and I'm and I've had fun and I'm like yes, like um, if I physically feel that that I've achieved that that you know like like you made the most of a swell. Like, like, like waves come and go, yeah. But it's a moment. It's a moment in time. You can't go. Oh, I can't be there today. I'll be there tomorrow because it's, it, you know, it's like swells last for eight hours. Whatever. So you have to be there. So if I can physically be there, enjoy it, and experience it, then I'm achieving my goal. Mm. And I think if if you're there, if you're on the bigger swells. Uh, at the best times, then then I have a chance of getting that biggest wave, or you know that you know because that's because at the end of the day that it doesn't matter that like what someone perceives a wave to be shouldn't be the main goal because you can't control that. But I can control my physical self. Yeah, yeah? I can't control what someone thinks. Mm. Yeah, I can't control what someone thinks. Yeah, so mm. someone might think, "Oh, that's a big wave," or they think, "Oh, that's not a big wave." Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I can control, like me being there, being fit, being ready, being focused, being on time, being you know enjoying it. And if you enjoy something, then that's that's giving you the best opportunity to achieve to achieve those things. Do you sit back and reflect? I, 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 do, I do now more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like at the beginning, like I didn't, like I was like, like I, I think I was thinking 
um, probably like like when I went, first went pro or professional, you know, when I first started getting like I suppose in two thousand in two thousand thirteen fourteen, like like the, those two years, uh, all I thought about was like the biggest wave ever, you know, that, that's what I wanted. And then you start, and then you start. It becomes more work then, mm-hmm. and then and then and then the things start to change, you know. And you don't feel like you've done enough, or you start hating yourself, or you're thinking, "Oh, I'm not achieving. I'm not doing what you know." And and that, that's why I had to. I like I had to re- reassess and go, "Okay, right." You know, obviously that is my goal. You know, to, to you know, you want to surf that 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 wave. But what is the real, why am I here? Because I love surfing big waves. Okay, right. So what's the goal? Actually, my goal is to surf the biggest swells of the year. Okay, right. And then what do you really want? I just want to enjoy it. I want to love it and and have fun. Okay, right. So maybe they're your goals. And if, if if they're your goals, then... Maybe the, the real goal, the biggest goal, the, the you know the gold one with the stars on at the end might happen. But if that's the biggest thing and you're always fighting for that biggest thing, then you start to hate it, and then you you actually end up underachieving. <laughs> does that make any sense? It, it does. It does completely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah completely. Right. So how do you divide your days? Um, um, on active period, how do you train and how, how does your days look like? Um, it depends, you know, like if I'm at home, I, I focus more on family. Um, so, so if I'm at home, it's, you know, wake up, breakfast with the kids, take the kids to school, then try and do, you know, you do the kids, like, I, I, like, cause, cause I'm aware a lot, if I'm at home, it's it like it's more focused on family. Uh, if I'm away, then I'll focus more maybe on training and and surfing. So, so when, when I was away, um, before I got injured, I was away for like, like probably like six weeks. And I'd usually get up. I'd usually check surf first thing, and then obviously because surfing's that thing where like you know it's times and stuff. It's not like you can just it's not like a gym thing or a football thing like uh we just say oh, i'm gonna surf it or you know surf at two so i check waves work out when the best time to surf would be or a lot where of it is land-based right a lot of that training is land-based um yeah but you know my my, my goal yeah. is to surf so it doesn't matter whether it's like two foot one foot 20 foot 100 foot it doesn't matter like like i, I want to surf so I think like so I'd look at the waves first light and then and then um work a plan out whether I'm gonna surf or not that day. And then I'd usually swim. Uh I usually swim for about forty five minutes and then stretch and then then have you know then make a plan, you know. So so the the main things for me um was was swimming and stretching. Every swimming day. and stretching. Yeah. Why stretching? Uh, I just found out my back. Um, I got really into 
just I, 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 I start getting as I've been getting older, I've been getting more into the yoga and stuff, and I just found out with with my back and my recovery, it it I don't know, it sort of lends itself really well. Um, and I used to be sort of um. I could only stretch in a yoga class. So like I used to go to a lot of yoga classes and stuff. And then I found that when I was traveling that it was kind of hard to, to, to locate classes. And so then I started doing my own little routine and I, then I ended up getting like a, about, I've got two routines that I do. I've got one, like a quick one, which is about 15, 20 minutes, which I do every day. Um, and then if I've got more time, that I, I put a few more bits in and I can put, stretch it out to about 45 minutes. And it's just like, it's a kiss. It's, it's, I feel after doing it, like I feel like a different person. <laughs> like, like before I stretch, I feel like, I feel like uh, an old man. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I get completely I, what you mean about that. <laughs> and then and I, I, I do that and it's like, 20 like 20 minutes yeah and i feel 20 again i literally like so whoa like yeah okay right bring on the world and then i you know but before before i do that like i i don't think that i can now like before like i used to like when i used to surf and stuff i like no warm-up no stretching bring it on let's go <laughs> you know I mean? like, not sustainable you know, yeah you know and, and and now like i couldn't imagine surfing without a proper warm-up or a proper stretch okay I, I, I couldn't do it you know i just physically i couldn't i couldn't move how i want to move but and also it affects your mental when you do that like you know that you got it somehow it gives you some sort of when you do that 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 stretching before you feel ready and feeling is is emotional is mental as well right yeah i think yeah i suppose that you know that comes you know six years ago you know i i, I would have laughed at you if you said you know like if you if i i was like i i, I didn't need to stretch or prepare for a surf i just didn't need to do it you know, like I'd I'd just rock up, put my wetsuit on, and just like you know, let's roll. You know, and it didn't matter how big the waves were, I'd be an hour. To be fair. <laughs> you know, like, like and I don't know, is that been? I don't know if it's been more professional. Is it taking it to the next level, or is it age? I don't know. You know, a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I believe it's uh, it's also a big part of professional and conditioning is is it's you know the, the the body and the mind they are all connected and then if you act on the body then you do feel better and also feel ready somehow you know all athletes have their own rituals and if stretching is yours some have something different like you know Michael Phillips and swimming or. Um, Agassi and all these guys—they all have their 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 drills, their their pre pre game drills that condition them. And and to me personally, I I do understand completely what you mean because I 
need to do my stretches not only before my swim sessions or before my surfing, but also have to do them in the morning to prepare for my day, for my work day. It's my it's my warm up for the whole day. And if I miss it, uh, I'm a little bit like OCD about it. like if I don't do it. Like if it, okay, I missed something, I'm not gonna be efficient and productive and focused enough if I don't do my stretches. And I use uh, trigger point balls. I use also um, uh, the foam roller uh, on yeah. top of uh, the hip openers and everything else that I have to do to to feel on top of it. Yeah. And, and, and so, so, so is that for, um, so, so for me, like, it's, it's never been about the beginning of the day, like, I can do my stretches whenever, anytime. Mm-hmm. anytime. So, so for you, is it like, is it like a, like almost like a cup of coffee in the morning? Yeah, for, for me, how, how it started, like I had a back injury, I had an L5 uh, broken uh, disc and um, it told me back from, from going back in the water and surfing and every time I went back to the water after doing a little bit of physio or Cairo, uh, I felt it back. It came back, came back, came back, and then till I met the guy that introduced me to a couple of stretches that were, that actually were life changing. Before him, I never used, for example, uh, a, a trigger point ball. I put it in my glutes. I put it on on uh, on the front of my hips, and uh, and then it became somehow addictive. I enjoyed it. Like you said, wake up and uh, before doing it, you feel like an old man, and then while doing it. Uh, after doing it you feel like ready somehow and then it yeah. moved from me more from a rehab point of think to to something that i just makes me feel good so uh one yeah. I, when i was doing it i was doing it in the early morning when i wake up because that's where i felt like stiff and you know sleeping and, and that and then it yeah. became after that okay I, to feel good it wasn't my anchor of feeling good to feel good i don't need to do this and I combine it with a little bit of meditation, like ten minutes, and mindfulness exercises, and it, it just it just feels awesome. No, right. um, it, it, it's, it's funny. Um, so, uh, did you do many uh, breathing exercises or anything like that? Or breathing exercises? You yeah. asking me if I did? Uh, I um, I follow this guy Wim Hof. You know he. Um, oh. Well, do, do you know? Because it's funny actually. That, so, because um, I, I, I I struggle to meditate, and I, I've tried to. Like, I've, I've done. Got, I can do. I've done guided meditation, and I've tried to meditate. I struggled, and um, through my back injury, um, uh, after the first month, I went on a Wim Hof course. Yep. Um, in, in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I learned a bit of his breathing technique, and then. What I did to start my day was every morning. It was like so. So I wouldn't because I could do it in bed, and like it wasn't like getting up and stretching. Or it was like I can lie there. It took five minutes as I just did like his breathing exercise every morning, and it was like it was like meditation. It is. It is. Yeah. That's it. so, So, and. And because, because like I don't know whether like it was me being lazy or um, <clears throat> it was just like one of those sort of things where like it, it got into that habit of like, well, I can lie on bed and I can breathe, and it takes five minutes, and then I get out of bed and I feel like a million dollars. Exactly. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. and, and it wasn't like, like when you get out of bed, like, oh, like 
like then you have like you know you get up you have breakfast or you, you deal with the kids or you put, take kids to school like you know like I get like I'd wake up and in lying in bed I just I'd br- do do one of his exercises takes like probably like five to ten minutes and then None. after that I was like fuck like that tingling yeah. feeling like again like feeling like a million dollars like okay did you right. combine it with ice sometimes when you were doing your training in Paris uh, no, no no I've never really combined it with ice um, but I did on the course um, and, and I did and I do with I do cold showers and stuff uh, it's, um, cold, have, it's I, ice enough over there yeah for sure <laughs> um, but I, I've never I've never done like continued the ice baths or anything like that um, it's actually something that like now through my knee that um, I actually want to get like a like an a proper ice bath at home, um, and, yeah. and combine combine that like like you know have that at home and and use it every day because I think because yeah. I think it is I think it is beneficial you know that that cryo sort of therapy or you know that mindset and that that, that how you feel after you've had like a really cold shower or you know that's like going surfing you know in Ireland you know like mm. you know it's, it's that how you feel you know you feel great so yeah for sure very sort of doesn't make sense like um, completely with you on that like uh, this breathing techniques he has uh, I mean meditation the thing is with meditation a lot of people struggle with it but I consider it like the other word for it. I would say focus training is uh, basically focusing on your breathing or, or, or the sounds or the physical sensations and everything. And the one that uh, that resonates with me is the technique from um, Headspace. Uh, uh, he, he's from the UK, actually. The guy from Headspace. I don't know if you know the app, but uh, I found it quite easy to follow and very simplified. Sometimes even with illustrations and animations, and quite beneficial. Okay. But anyway, uh, so, 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 yeah. so hang on. So, what's the stuff for Headspace then? So, what does he do? Does he... Uh, well, it's basically is an app, and he, you choose if you want three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, and then he guides you with his voice. And it's a couple of techniques where he tells you um, how, how, in a very gentle way, not dogmatic, not hardcore, not an hour kind of meditation, but he guides you with his voice to shift your focus from one point to another. So. Simply to simplify, uh, move your move your attention from the sounds that are around you while your eyes are closed. That's that's about for an, a minute or two, and then move your attention to the physical sensations, like the contact of your elbows, let's say on, on, on the chair or yeah. your your back on the chair, and then move your your focus and your attention to uh, your breathing and the ribcage moving up up and down and. And then that's it. And then at some point, like sometimes he add on, like uh, visualize uh, a, uh, yourself doing that thing that you do. Like for example, for you having that ride and doing doing the turns and everything. And and then okay, go back to the sounds, go back to the breathing, go back to the physical sensations, and, and done. And that's it. And then with Wim Hof. Um, uh, Wim Hof technique it's specifically on the breathing and it's so intense that yeah. you, you just get absorbed by it and you get the tingles and and the physical sensations yeah, so, yeah. I, I think that, that for me like um, like the guided meditation was good um, but harder to, to sort of take yourself like you say like out of like 
your physical surroundings but like when you're like focusing on your breath and that's all you're thinking about it it naturally takes yourself out of that if that makes any sense so like i so so like i was like you know like where like someone says oh right take me take yourself out out of like you know your natural surroundings and and but then you're trying to think about that or or do that but then once i says oh just like think about your breathing that that gives you that natural thing to you just naturally do that and i think that was like that that was a big thing for me you know like um because i i I wanted to meditate and i knew not knew that i needed to meditate um but it was it was hard to to hard for me to, to go through that process and the Wim Hof was a natural, even though like he, he, I don't think he does he, I don't does he sell it as meditating. I don't know if he's meditating or not, but it was a, it was a form of meditation for me anyway. Yeah, so. right. Okay. Anyway, this is uh, this conversation is getting close to uh, an end, but I wanted to ask you before, uh, what are you up to these days? And uh, I saw your website; it's full of information. You do talks, you do retreats. Could you tell us a little more about what are you up to? Yeah, obviously, like me as an athlete, like you know, my goals are ongoing, and and it's it's the surfing stuff. Um, we we uh, so like the last time I was in Portugal, and we did after about a week, you know, I it was like I had so much fun, like, I had so much fun training, and it was just like, what are we doing? Like, we should sell this, <laughs> like, 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 like this is like. You know, like it was like it was the best week I've ever had. And I was like, well, what we need to do is we need to invite people to to join us. And and then so therefore, therefore, like uh, we did like a separate program, um, which we're which is like a, a week long retreat, and you can just come along and train with us. And and basically, we can. Uh, it's about it's about training it's about flexibility it's about being ready for surfing but you don't realize for me like i didn't realize my knowledge in in an area until you sort of like reflect on it and 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 when i was because my, my training is like great like and andy blake like he's amazing you know like physically and then when i but when we were going to the pool it was when my noise was coming in, in into play and he he had like the facts and like the you know like, but it was like actually no like, like when I'm in a wipeout, this is what I do or this is how you hold your breath for longer and and so so basically w- with the retreats as well we do the pool stuff and um and we can just teach you to be comfortable you know in the water. Mm-hmm. And I, I can get, I, I pretty much like guarantee I can double your your breath your threshold. So yes, yeah, we we do we do them in Portugal. Um, so we got one in April, um, and then we got one. We only do like a few weeks a year, and, and we do some sort of uh, like weekends and stuff in, at home in the UK as well. Um, but which is more like concentrating on like breath holding stuff. Um, I think I think. For, for me, like, and we're talking about, like, you know, the Wim Hof stuff, like, I think breath has been such a, like, the, 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 the key to, to so much potential is, is how within 
how you breathe and and just just sharing that knowledge and and letting people know like you know like it's the key to happiness to 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 filling your sporting potential to be you know I don't know like stress relief I don't know like it, it I think if you breathe it, it can change everything it does yeah and uh, I totally agree with you on that um that's interesting uh i think i'll be around portugal in april so uh, i'll come and check yeah, you yeah, out so, yeah definitely that's awesome andrew um really stoked and really happy uh we connected here today i, I didn't quite uh, believe it when you said yes sure let's do it <laughs> so thank you so much uh for, for for signing up and sharing with us here i, I believe a lot of my audience and your audience would be very interested in hearing about conversation learning from your experience and so on so um no it's cool um, no, th- th- thanks for, you know it's, it's, yeah. i think it's great to chat about about these things and yeah. um and, and sharing for sure experience it's cool yeah. yeah thank you uh my pleasure andrew so yeah i'll talk to you soon then and we'll keep in touch Right. Okay, mate. Cheers.